Andy is one of those guys you meet in life, you just know he's a good bloke. And I think this comes across well in our chat. He's uh, not afraid to talk about some dark times and he talks about how that motivates him to succeed. And we have a few laughs along the way too. Surprise, you know, it's kind of like, I was like, hey. Rich one. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say that. Mother Nature's, I call it Father Nature, I'm cheeky bugger. <laughs> but, but like Mother Nature's like the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. When he died, I remember saying to myself, I said to his best mate, I'm going to stop fucking making excuses for myself. I'm going to stop being a little bitch, basically. Like, do you know what I mean? You can still make them proud from beyond the grave, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Fuck, what an inspirational guy, man. So yeah, this, uh, welcome Andy, thanks for coming on, Andy from uh, Sanctum Landscapes, um, uh, bring us right back to the start Andy and tell us where you came from and how you ended up in Queenstown. Yeah, g'day, how's it going? Um, I guess uh, I'm originally from South Auckland, I was pretty, I always grew up, like my brothers always lived here so I'd always come down and visit my old, older brother and um, go snowboarding and whatnot, I used to be pretty into the snowboarding and um, yeah, nice. yeah, I guess... Um, that's kind of what brought, brought me to Queenstown initially. I probably would have moved to Wanaka, but um, I guess because my brother was here and I knew a lot of his friends already, it was kind of easy, yeah, e- easy shift. But um, yeah, another big thing was the the work and the potential clientele down here. I guess like because there's obviously a lot of money, and I yeah. guess if you ask any creative person, they're going to want to work for someone who's got money because then. I always say that the only limitation is a budget and imagination. Yeah. Um, you know, so like... And it's a harsh truth. Yeah, it is. Um, so you like, might have amazing ideas, but it's, it's expensive to make these things happen. It's a lot of time. Yeah. And a lot of the time, they're like one-offs. Yes. So I guess the dream is to, yeah, work for the crazy rich. And I want to... My, my dream is to find someone who's crazy as me and wants to, you know, trust me and loves what I do and wants me to just sort of go nuts on their property for a year or so. And yeah. That's the dream, I guess. Um, and those sort of people are here. Yeah. So that's another big uh, yeah. reason why I've come down here, I guess. How long ago was that, Andy? I moved down to Queenstown probably eight years ago. Yeah. Eight or nine years ago, something like that. Yeah. Um, and what do you think about Queenstown is a very, um, there's a lot of people from overseas a lot of migrants. Uh, what do you think of us foreigners coming here stealing your jobs? Stealing <laughs> your women? <laughs> I don't know the woman. I'm, I'm not into that. But <laughs> like, stealing our woman, that's, that's not a good... <laughs> nah, um, I don't know, man. Like, just I, I think it's one of the great things about Queenstown. Um, you got people from all, all over the world, uh, you know, all trying to make it in a very tough environment because mm. it is fucking expensive and hard to make it here but again coming back to the money that is here that is just opportunity yeah you know what i mean like if you i've seen a lot of my english friends and a lot of my friends from all over the world do really really well here uh, which is cool so there's there's again coming back to the there's a lot of opportunity here yeah for sure and if you will it is hard but if you're willing to work i think it's um it's there 
the opportunities are there. Yeah. yeah. Tell us about uh, your journey into into what you're doing today. I know you're a builder at one stage, and you've done a few different things. I guess um, I was always pretty creative at school. Um, it was kind of art was probably one of the only things I really that really made me tick. Yeah. And um, but it's funny I never passed school to see art, which is like the big you know fifth form here in New Zealand. That's kind of the big one. I never passed it because I was basically just a little shit. I didn't really like authority, and I was just a little skater punk. I just wanted to go skateboarding. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny how you, it's years after you're in that environment of learning that you realize you want to learn things again. And you're like, fuck, I was so lucky back then and I didn't take full advantage of it. 100% man, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. And you don't, I guess you don't realize what your true talents and what maybe what your purpose is, I guess. Yeah. Maybe purpose is a bit of a big word, but like, I think it's great when you do find that thing. And I, I know myself and you, you like been like lucky in that respect because a lot of people don't they'll yeah. go their whole life and hate their job yeah and it's so refreshing when you find that thing and you're like fuck i can actually make a living out of this and and, and i love it yeah and i yeah. think I, I heard something a long time ago it's like you know you always hear that oh you got to do what you love for a job yeah. and it is hard and everyone's like oh you know it's not that easy blah blah, blah. and it's not but like if you're doing your job and like someone else, um, you're both doing the same job, say, the other person doesn't really love it that much, but you obviously love it. You're always going to do better than that person. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're always going to, you can't compete against someone who loves their job if you're just like, yeah, half, not, you know, not, not fully into it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah. Enthusiasm, everything. But yeah, I guess, so yeah, I didn't really enjoy school that much and um, I wanted to leave when I was about 16. And my parents were cool with that. They were pretty supportive and all that. But they said, like, you have to do something. Uh, you have to go to uni or tech or something yeah. af- afterwards. So I was like, yeah, all right, cool. When I was growing up, I was quite into, um, I used to watch this Maggie's Garden Show. Any Well, Kiwi's my age will probably know. And it's just like a, basically a garden show. Like um, in the UK, you guys have got that bloody guy. What's his name? Oh, Oh, but my one was Grand Designs. I used to love that show. Yeah, it's yeah. Similar about gardening. Grand yeah. Designs is also, but yeah, similar to that sort yeah. of thing. Um, oh, Alan Titchmarsh. That's the, that's the English version. But oh, okay. It was similar to that, but um, but there was this guy on there, and he'd always it was a landscape designer, and he'd just go in and just draw a little sketch real quick, like amazing quick drawings, mm. and then just by the end of the show, they've spent a couple of weeks and they've made it, sort of thing. Yeah. And I remember seeing that, and I was like. That's pretty cool, and like I had to do something drawing, creative. You know, I wanted to get into architecture. Yeah, but yeah, me I me too um, actually. Yeah, but I didn't do well enough at school. Yeah, my same. grades were shit. So like, which same. is a shame because like it's so silly because like you probably would have excelled at that hundred yeah. percent because like it's something I loved. You know, wanted to do. Yeah, whereas school doesn't certainly in our generation it didn't embrace that. Yeah, you know. I don't know how things are changing, but yeah, in Ireland, because I don't know how the school system is here, so yeah, to get into architecture, in your school exams, you have to be good at Irish, English, maths, um, all the other subjects, yeah. uh, geography, history, whatever, to get into something that is solely focused on ar- architecture, so it didn't matter how good you were at technical drawing and construction, it was irrelevant, you had to be good at all those other things, yeah. and yeah, I guess that system is a bit, little bit flawed in ways, but... I, th- I think yeah. so, eh? It's a shame. I'm, obviously, you need a basics of everything, but yeah, yeah, I think it's starting to 
teach kids differently these days a little bit. But yeah, so I couldn't get into architecture, and then I, this sort of seemed like it was a similar route. But um, I actually think it went further than, back than that. Um, I remember like most 80s kids were all into Karate Kid movies yeah. and, and, and stuff like that. <laughs> Not what you've got to say. And um, yeah, old Mr. Miyagi's garden was like... Yeah, when when he went out to his garden, I remember just being blown away by this Japanese garden and like Mr. Yeah. Miyagi's like, um, yeah. And I was, I think I've honestly been in, like into Japanese gardens since since then, seeing old Mr. Miyagi's garden in the yeah. Room. I actually share the same birthday as Mr. Miyagi, which is pretty crazy. <laughs> like maybe it was a sign. I don't, I don't know, but yeah. yeah, you never know. The universe works in crazy ways that we don't understand. But yeah, you, yeah. We could definitely say you're influenced by that <laughs> as a child, yeah. Yeah, one hundred percent, man. Yeah, I love that movie as well. Yeah, and yeah, it's just just touch on the Japanese thing that it's not just uh, gardens. Everything they do just it seems to be next level. Yeah, like in my thing in woodworking, they just create these things that are just inconceivable for us in the rest of the Western world. Like they're yeah. just out of the realms of possibility, and you're like, how do they even do that? The time. Yeah, everything. And you look at any any of their crafts and even their buildings with the roofs with the crazy curves on them. It's just like next level stuff. And it's, yeah, really interests me. We're actually going to go visit there. I'm, I'm on our way back to Ireland. Oh, awesome. spend a week there. Yeah. And looking at maybe doing a workshop in something. And, Wicked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm really interested in that whole Japanese culture and how they become so dedicated to their craft and that's, so good. That's the word, eh? Dedication. Like, yeah. Us, the Western sort of society, we don't have that. Yeah. Not, not many people have that dedication to their craft or... Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's just definitely pretty admirable way. Eh? Like, I went to Japan on a snowboarding trip sure. slash business, business trip a couple of years ago. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it was cool, man. It blew my mind, eh? I went to... Um, I have to get some recommendations after the... Podcast, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Um, it's funny because I went with two of my best mates, and, and they weren't really that interested in going to visit all these Japanese gardens in the city and that in Tokyo. Yeah. But I was like, you know, that was one of my main things. And they came to the first few, and even they were like blown away and just like they were like, oh shit, you know, cheers for bringing us along. I'm really yeah. happy, really glad we came now, sort yeah. of thing. Um, but yeah, the and it was cool because the last one I went to was by far the best one I went to. I just, I just remember walking around, just like my jaw was on the ground, man. Like it was just Is amazing. It what, what, what was blowing you away? Was it the layout of the gardens, the design, or just uh, everything? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like everything, man. But I think like the whole, just the sort of like feats of what they had to do to get it was not like the pyramids per se, but like yeah, almost like the, some of the size of these rocks they used just to walk across little ponds and stuff were like huge. Mm. And like you're like how they would have just used pulleys or you know yeah and pulleys and how, how they did make the pyramids sort of thing like i'm assuming because some of these gardens were like hundreds of years old you know yeah um you got a lot of tradition and history in, in japan yeah. yeah and just like you hear those stories like we're talking about the dedication and that before um in japan like i read something ages ago you, even just to be a gardener in some of those temples you have to do like a seven year apprenticeship just to be like considered and and you yeah. go to these places and there'll be like seven or eight dudes just working on one tree at a time and they're literally just they're not using shears or hedge trimmers or anything. they're picking like individual needles to just, and then standing back like you know getting told off for taking too many and like yeah. it's just so precise man wow and you can tell when you 
go into those places. There's probably a lot of detail is lost on, on people like us, you know, like the hours they would spend on making one little area so perfect and someone like me might just go in and just glance over it and not even realize what's gone into it. Yeah, but, yeah. 100%. It's obviously yeah. important for those guys, yeah. So that dedication that they have, does that, in the difficult times in your business, when you're tested, I suppose, does that give you inspiration? If they can do it, I can do the same, similar dedication or yeah, does it push you on in any way? No, 100%, man. I guess like I just really am drawn to their style. It's all quite, it's quite simple and, but sometimes it's not, and, and you, you would have heard that before, like sometimes to make something look simple is actually quite complicated. Yeah. And that, that for example, like those temples, like it's just, it's so simple looking, but so beautiful, but you can tell there's so much more has gone into it behind yeah. the scenes. You can tell as someone who's had to do the same things, you know. Yeah. You know yeah. the work behind the, behind the scenes, yeah, yeah. behind the finished product. S- sort of, yeah, ex- yeah. exactly. Um, um, I, I don't know, I just, I just really like their style. Like I say, I've just always been drawn to it and I think it complements the Alpine regions. Yeah. We've got a lot of nice big stone and stuff like down here. Yeah. So like I think it complements the stonework and all that sort of thing down here and I mean Japanese maples will thrive and grow really well down here and they're like by far my favourite tree. Right, yeah. So it's just, yeah, kind of goes hand in hand I guess with the mountains. Yeah. Our, our climate's actually pretty similar to Japan. Yeah. So very similar countries with um, mountains everywhere, earthquakes, and, yeah, yeah. Um, the yeah. ocean, everything all in one, yeah. Long and skinny. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can see that, yeah. Before we get too far ahead of ourselves, Andy, yeah. um, for the listeners, tell us a bit about Sanctum Landscapes. What is it and what do you do? My background, so I studied landscape design when I was 19, 20, so I ended up, yeah, so I ended up going out of school and doing that and then... Um, it's cool because, like I said, I wanted to get into architecture, but in a way now I can do little, like, kind of, it's sort of along the same path almost. Um, and, and you can you can actually be more creative in, in this sort of landscape um, design arena, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's probably one of the things I love about it the most. Um, yeah, I guess, so... Most people will come to us and they'll approach us sort of thing. Basically design and build um, creative outdoor living spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really interested in building a square deck or a straight fence or anything like that. Uh, I, I think, you know, even down to like every square foot can be thought about and designed to make <clears throat> the whole garden or the whole area or whatever, uh, you know, one cohesive, cool-looking space to be in and, and um yeah. yeah i think i think that's quite important like i noticed on your website you had a, a quote kind of something along the lines of blurring the lines between building and art yeah that's kind of what you're describing right there yeah, yeah. i think i it's guess not it's not just practical it's also has to look good can, one of your things yeah 100 percent, man like even in, in the future i'd like to incorporate sculptures into my seats and you know functional sculptures and you know maybe even into a barbecue or something like that but yeah um that's what i love about it i think you can just be quite you can be super creative and and it's it's and it's feasible like you know it's not whereas like sometimes some of these things in architecture and that can be you know they're 
far too expensive and not really feasible. Whereas landscaping is quite, you can have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. You know, like you don't have to, there's not as many restrictions, I guess, as there would be in architecture, which I guess comes back to like, I'm glad I didn't, I, I'm really glad I didn't get into that architecture yeah, course. Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. Because like um, I suppose every house has to come underneath the building code, so NZ3604. So and, many rules. Yeah. yeah. And they're all, like you say, restrictions. Restrictions, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you got a lot more freedom in a garden. Yeah. Yeah, to try out different things. Yeah, that's nail on the head, yeah. 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 Awesome. Um, but yeah, I guess we sort of specialise more in like smaller gardens, so but like a lot of money in a small area, you know, mm-hmm. courtyard gardens and decks and sort of areas like that. That's kind of, I guess, fast becoming my niche. Yeah, which, and I, and I enjoy it. Again, it's like, you hear it all the time, it might sound a bit cliche, but you are like creating outdoor rooms, an extension of the house, mm-hmm. you know, like, and if, say, if you're going to buy, I always say to people, like, you literally are improving your lifestyle and the value of your property at the same time, like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you're not going to, if you walk into any house, say, in Shotover Country, for example, and if you go to this one and they've got an amazing outdoor area and like it's just like little oasis in the backyard or whatever, or you go to the next one it's, and it's an extra hundred grand or whatever, you're probably going to go for the one that yeah feels you know yeah like it's not in the grand scheme of things. See, yeah. people spend all this money on the gardens, but it is really an investment. I think it's a industry where people are. I, I think it's. Really exciting industry for one, and I think we're really just scratching the surface. Like I think in the next five ten years, people are going to start appreciating it a lot more and and spending a lot more money on on the outdoor areas. Yeah, and, I think know. it's probably happening already. Yeah, 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 true. I can see that. Yeah, a massive thing in building before. Well, when I was building last was this indoor outdoor floor thing. Yeah, and I suppose that's your first steps into the outdoor garden, which, like you say, is an extension of the house. One thing I love about um, New Zealand is the outdoor lifestyle. You yeah. got long, like summer days at the moment. It's it's nice outside till like ten or eleven at night. Yes, yeah. people like to spend time outside, have a barbecue, and it's it's a nice area to be. So yeah, why not give it the same amount of effort as you do your indoor environment? Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent, man. I think that's yeah. I think that's sort of where we're heading. Mm. And if I can be one of the people who sort of you know pushes that and, and um. Again, like just it's just it's an awesome thing to be able to do uh, for people. Like you, you know, it's like when you get a brief for something and you sort of and you and you, you know you, and there's that whole struggle to get it to that across the finish line and yeah. And, um, but but it's such an awesome process and you deal with so such a personal space and such a personal project or whatever yeah. with a client. Most of the time, you end up becoming really close and good friends with them, and, and it's such an awesome thing to be able to provide. Yeah. For them. And you yeah. do, you improve their lifestyle. Yeah. And like... Is that a big payoff for you, you know, uh, satisfied ma- client? Massively, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I honestly reckon that's one of the best things about my job. For me, the number one is dra- doing a drawing and, and seeing it come to life and having to bring it to life. Yeah. That's the biggest buzz for me. And secondly is, yeah, probably my clients, man. Like, I think I've been lucky enough to have really awesome clients from day one, pretty much. And a lot of them are, are like close friends now, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you you you're uh, fully involved in the design process. Um, so this is something you really like. This process of 
yeah brainstorming and nutting out ideas and yeah yeah that 100 percent yeah um a, a vital part of this process that i've learned in my in my uh, line of work you have to interpret the client's vision and you have to achieve their vision in, in, in a 3d way um how difficult is this or what are some of the ways you have learned how to achieve this and, and how do you earn the client's trust? Like when you meet someone for the very first time, yeah. um, how do you convince them you can give them what they're looking for? Yeah, yeah. That's a big one. And I guess that comes back to sort of what we were talking about earlier with the whole imposter syndrome kicking in. And yeah. like, I used to really struggle with that when I first started out. Um, and I still do, don't get me wrong. And you can feel it. You can feel it in some of the clients. That are like, you know, I even had a client ask me once, he was like, have you even built a deck before? And I was like, yeah, you, you know, you're in good hands sort of thing. Yeah. But um, at least now I've got like the portfolio of work, which I can, and I know I've, I've done it so many times now. It's like, yeah, it gives you the confidence. It gives me the confidence. Yeah. And um, that's the big, I guess the trust from the clients comes in just as I guess the first few days starts rolling out or the first week or whatever on the project starts rolling out and they, and that's one cool thing about landscaping is you can see, especially with decks and stuff like that, we do a lot of decks, they'll see a lot of progress quite quickly. Yeah. So it's cool for them. They'll see the picture literally coming coming alive in, yeah. front, in front of them. Yeah. You know, so I guess that's where the trust sort of starts coming in. And, and, and if we work efficiently and get the job done, and obviously you have your setbacks and all that sometimes, but um, yeah. yeah, as long as they can see things happening efficiently and you know, they'll they'll see their drawing yeah. come come to life. I think that's yeah. extremely exciting for them. It's exciting for us, but like we've done it so many times that we sort of trust the process. But yeah, yeah, I think there's something else. You know, to get them to trust you from that very first before they've seen any result. You know, yeah, there's something in, and 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 you've obviously achieved it in in the gardens you've done, especially when you start out fresh. Yeah, and you don't have the portfolio to show people. Um, uh, maybe I'm just guessing. I'm just grasping for air, but maybe they see the passion in in w- what you do, and they kind of think they lock onto that and go yeah. with that or something. Or maybe you're just a trustworthy person when you have a chat with them. They, yeah, yeah. I, I I hope so. I I think so. But um, but yeah, like you say, I think definitely the passion is is a big one. Yeah, like I'm pretty like I'm extremely passionate about what I do, and yeah, I love it. And like I'm not fucking I'm no guru or anything you know yeah. i've only just been doing it a couple of years I've, I've been working for someone else for for many a year and um but yeah i've always been passionate about it and i think i think like you say i think that would be a big trust earner i've never actually thought of that yeah before and it's definitely a good sales point like it helps you sell jobs oh definitely really yeah well eh? like yeah you people know? pick up on that yeah yeah they see you're passionate about their project you know yeah and they can share in that passion with you I think it's a journey you share together with clients, you know, the whole design process and going through it. Yeah. And it's a constant conversation that's always evolving. So, yeah, I suppose you got to be able to make a good relationship with your client as well. Yeah, 100%, yeah. man. The big trust thing. But also, like what you said there about this, this it's constantly evolving. Yeah. You must know that, especially working with wood, because it, yeah. I, I don't want to sound too, but the wood does talk to you away it tells you what to do oh definitely yeah which yeah. way to go with the grain and all that sort of thing and yeah um, i very much will we'll always do a concept plan well not always but majority of the time we have a concept plan 
um, and we'll present that. And I'll go away and come back and we'll have the final concept plan. Yeah. But I swear to God, man, like pretty much every friggin' job evolves and changes and goes in a different direction. And yeah. it's pretty much like the, the initial drawing or concept plan, but yeah. it always goes off in different directions and, and, and generally for the better. Yeah. Like, um, for example, we just did one recently. I've teamed up with a really good landscape architect and um, me and him have started working together and he does all the amazing computer renders for me now, which is which is great. It's really taken my product to another level. Mm-hmm. But um, we just come up with a garden in Arrowtown called, and we named it the River Garden because it's like right on the reserve, right down by the river. Nice. And um, I've been wanting to import start doing these like waterfall kits from from the states like little little pondus waterfalls and, and stuff and um i was close to just start buying a pack uh a kit and just to test one out and i was just like bugger i'll just try and sell it to these guys and see if they're interested yeah and, and um sure enough they said yes and uh, they said yes and i was pretty like surprised you know i was kind of like i was like hey <laughs> like <laughs> And uh, but stoked, and so the next minute we're building this cool waterfall, and, we, and all these floating sort of Japanese style steps and rocks coming down, and and it, you know that was not in the initial concept plan, but yeah, just evolved. It just evolved, and I guess again the passion and the way I spoke about it, and showed them all these videos, and yeah, that probably sold it, you know. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, so yeah, yeah. that's a great process. Each time you do this, you're trying out new things like the waterfall thing, and yes, you're gaining more and more experience and. Yeah, it's awesome. What would you say is perfect client? Rich one. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that. Oh, it's definitely it's, it's, it's got to come. That. No, yeah. no, but that that's definitely it's got to come into play. Like if you've got a wealthy client and you know they can afford to do some of the sort of crazier ideas you have in your head, then yeah, that's that's more like the dream client, I guess. But the perfect client is just someone who trusts you, I guess. Yeah, they they've seen what you do. Like we're talking about, they they understand that you're passionate about what you do, and they just trust you. Like, I, it's hard when you like that job, for example, before, and the guy with a deck. He's like, you know, have you ever even built a deck before? And I was like, that doesn't get off on the doesn't. You don't start off on the best foot. Mm, yeah, but you know you're gonna eventually win them over and win that trust because for me that's the sort of person I am. Like I wouldn't, and I'm sure you're the same. Like I wouldn't leave them in the in the lurch or whatever. I wouldn't. Yeah, leave them out of pocket or whatever. Like yeah. I'll get the freaking job done. If yeah, it, if it fucking kills me, because that's your name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's your reputation. Hundred percent. That's your yeah. reputation. And like, I'm, I'm not. I'm never going to rip someone off. So I know that it's only. But I guess like there are a lot of cowboys and a lot of shysters out there. There's probably not too many in Queenstown because I, I don't think it lasts very long in this town. It's such a small town. Yeah, everyone's sort of connected in some way. Yeah, yeah. and word gets around pretty quick. Um, so one, you don't want that on your name, and, and two, it's just like, yeah, I, I wouldn't do that. So I know that, but I guess you've got to show them by your work ethic and effort and so on. Well, that kind of leads me to my next question is, yeah. what, what's the nightmare client? <laughs> <laughs> um, I just thought as you were saying that, I um, when I was starting out from scratch as well, I um, yeah. had a client and his wife, and I'm still friends well, his wife, be careful what I say, but still <laughs> friend, friends with this lady till today, and she's a super nice lady, and asked me to come around and look at this option for their house. And I was driving an old high-ass van, and I don't know if my first impression mightn't have been great, but the husband, first thing he did was pointed out, there's the security camera, and it can see it can see you coming in and out. 
Yeah. And I wondered why he had felt he needed had a need to say that, but it's I had at this stage already done hours and hours of drawings and ideas. Yeah. Um just out of for free, you know. Um yeah. out of goodwill for, for these people. But after that and I went home thinking about it and I just thought it's not really there's a lack of trust there and I just didn't yeah. want to continue it any further. So that was a big red flag for me. Um I suppose, yeah. It's just something that popped into my head, but I was thinking, what's a, what is a nightmare client in, in your? Maybe you haven't had any. I don't know. I've had, yeah, and lot, what you said is um, hits home for me because, I, yeah, I, I haven't had a nightmare client, but I had this old guy in uh, when I literally just started out. I think it was my first job, and he wanted us to do this lawn and level out and some bit of planting and stuff. And um, I guess the nightmare client, would, no matter what you do, they still feel like you're taking advantage of them. Yeah. And I've, that's what this guy was like. And it was, it was horrible because like, they like say I was doing work for free, man. Like I, so it started out, I went out on my own literally a week and a half before the first lockdown. So it was like, it was a bit of a scare at first, but it, I think it actually worked out better for me in the long run. Anyway, yeah. regardless, like he wanted us to get this done before Christmas or done before so we got in quick, I got my mate the digger and we did everything, got all his lawn done for him and everything. And um, obviously with lockdown, we weren't allowed to go to the site for like um, uh, six weeks or something, you know. So by the time I got back, um, rabbits had decimated my whole hedge. Oh no. We're like, luckily they're only tiny little saplings because they, you know, didn't want to spend the money on bigger plants. So it was, in a way it was good. Um but probably if they were bigger plants, the rabbits wouldn't have got to them because they were just tiny little juveniles. Yeah. Anyway, when I first turned up, I was like, I was like, fuck, has someone pinched the plants? I thought they'd rip them out of the ground, but then I got closer and just all these tiny little stalks left. And um, so it was obviously rabbits, and there was a lesson learned there. So Use the um, protective sleeves because I'm from Auckland. We never had any issues like that. Oh, yeah. Up, up there. Rabbits are rampant around here. Yeah. 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 And then so, like, out of good faith, and, you know, I replaced the whole lot out of my own pocket, which is, you know, fair enough. And um, then, like, just getting the lawn back to sort of striking back to a good standard. Yeah. Uh, I honestly spent fucking hours and hours and hours around there for free. Yeah. Wasn't charging. Yeah. And even then, after all of that, all that free work, we got, a, we got his lawn up to a really good standard. I, I delivered what I said I would. Yeah. Um, with a lot of, like I say, a lot of free work, because it's weird. Do you feel bad? Like you almost feel bad asking for money when you first start out, which is yeah. which is so stupid because you put yourself into the ground just trying to make it work. You know, yeah. you work so hard. But anyway, um, he yeah, he was still complaining and wasn't happy, and and he it's funny because he ended up saying, "Oh, I'll get the um, my neighbor's going to look after the lawns from now on. You know, we don't need your services anymore." Like, all right, sweet as. And then, like, six months I went back and the, we got the lawn up, like, really mint, really lush and green. And six months later, it was completely dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, because the neighbours obviously hadn't kept on top of it. But, I mean, he's he's the worst client I've had. But mm. it, and it was my first job. And I'm sure I'd, there were probably were things I could have done better or whatever. But, yes and yeah. no. When you're working for free and... You're like, going, yeah, above and beyond. Yeah. Call, yeah, you... Uh, you just want a bit of appreciation sometimes exactly yeah. and it's like I yeah. suppose the reasons things failed was not your fault it was not it was not his fault either I suppose it was because of the pandemic mostly 
yeah. things out of your control, but you took that loss and you took it out of your pocket and paid for it. So Exactly, yeah. Yeah, a bit of uh, appreciation for that, I suppose, would have helped. Yeah, yeah, it was just it was just the trust thing, man. Like like you're saying, the guy with the camera and stuff. Like, yeah. I, no matter what I did, I couldn't earn his trust. And that, yeah. that, I guess it hurt because I'm quite a... Because I'm quite a sensitive person, but if anyone yeah. knows me, will tell you. But um, you know, like I think that that's what I struggled with the most. It was like, you know, no matter what I did, it wasn't going to earn his trust, and he, he thought I was taking advantage of him. Like I guess tradies yeah. have a bit of a name for him in some areas or whatever. Yeah, there's all but, these shows on TVs like um, rogue traders and stuff like that. And yeah, doesn't do our reputation any good. Yeah, that's today old <laughs> cowboy builders and shows, yeah. shows like that. And some of them, fuck, you just like, how do people sleep at night? Yeah, but um, and it is quite entertaining TV to be honest. That's <laughs> <laughs> <So>, true. <laughs> but um, yeah. No, I've been lucky, man. I don't. I haven't had any real. I guess the the other thing is people like they want everything. They want all these cool things. They want all the stuff they see on TV, and they want steel this and you know mm. stone that and all this and stone fireplace, and they don't realize that yeah you can have that, but it costs. And a lot of time it costs a premium, like you know, it's like yeah. it's expensive. Yeah. And they don't see the behind the scenes stuff that goes on. Yeah. That's I struggle with that a little bit, especially in Queenstown, all the grounds like rock and Yeah, you know, it's a difficult environment, yeah, for gardens. Yeah. Totally, man. Like I've had some clients recently and um their whole garden was just rock. Everything like it probably honestly took like half on top again, but it didn't take twice as long, but it definitely took like an extra maybe an extra quarter what how however you say it, like yeah, as long as it should have, because every single post hole, every single yeah. thing we did was like just rock. Yeah. So you, you end up, and it and it ends up sort of the holes end up bigger, so you end up using twice as much concrete and all yeah. that sort of thing. So that yeah, happens a lot in building as well. Yeah, for the foundation, you just come into hard rock. That's it. You know, they yeah. a lot of the time will only see the finished product and what they what they're getting, what they can live in, and what they can you yeah. know what I mean. But they don't see what's going behind the scenes sometimes. Yeah. I suppose that's yeah. all part of the journey and um, I suppose you've got to get yourself into a place where you can charge a premium for providing the best service. When someone else hits a bit of rock, they might maybe cut some corners um, because yeah. they have a cost, a budget, but you're going the extra mile because what's most important for you is a good product at the end. Yeah. And a happy client, I guess. Yeah, yeah 100%. That's, yeah, I had the similar struggles and my always my sort of thing I told myself was it's going to be more effort now but it will pay off in the future. Yeah. So while I'm young and I have this energy of putting all this effort in and then build a reputation and then people, I have a reputation to go off. I don't have to prove myself to people as much. Yeah. So that's what I'm hoping for yeah. in the future. No, I think I think you definitely, again, you hit the nail on the head and I think you're on the right track because that's the problem with, with a lot of uh, just people in general, younger generations probably aimed at more. Everyone thinks sh- uh, short term. Yeah. People don't, hey, people don't really think long term yeah it like and then especially the younger generation and they want everything overnight they used to these facebook likes and instant gratification and yeah like i've hired someone recently and it just got no idea you know like <laughs> what sort of work ethic is you know like yeah. where's my other guy my main guy is you know he's 45 he's older than me and his work ethic is freaking second to none you know yeah. like he, he's amazing and um it's a big challenge in Queenstown at the moment is um, finding staff. And, Decent staff, yeah, eh? Yeah. It's right across the board in construction and art and in hospitality and every industry, really. Yeah. Lack of good employees. Totally. In like, and know, the real good ones you find are the hard ones to keep. Hard ones to keep, they're yeah. ambitious, you know, they want to get ahead in life. 
Yeah, yeah. And when you're starting out, it's, it's even harder again, eh? Because like you can't afford to pay for those yeah. really good guys who who you know would just take your business yeah. to the next level. Because you need good guys around you, eh? You're not. You're only as good as the people around you. You know, 100%, yeah. Especially in your... It was when you find a good one, try and hold on to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've worked with a few different sort of kids or younger guys coming up, and yeah, some of them don't have the work ethic. Some do. There's some yeah. really onto it, real ambitious kids out there as yeah. well. And yeah. yeah, well, I had one working with me, and I found he brought a real good young energy to the company. Cool. That was really good for me. Like ideas I wouldn't think of, and a little bit more knowledge on social media, and just, I suppose, not beaten down by trial and error that I've had over the years he's it unlocks this a lot of more potential for someone young so yeah it's an energy that I, I could kind of feed off as well but yeah you got to find the right ones I guess yeah yeah oh yeah and they're definitely they're definitely out there eh yeah um, I mean we were probably those young kids at some point yeah at one stage in the game yeah and there's certain jobs I had I was a lazy kid too yeah yeah totally <laughs> same man for sure Maybe it wasn't motivated or whatever. Well, it's probably you just probably weren't into it, you know. It wasn't your passion. Yeah. But if it's like if it's your passion, you like again going back to what I said earlier, like you're going to work harder than the yeah. next guy because it's not their passion, you know. Hundred um, yeah. percent. And like you say, you want to get ahead. Yeah, well, I find with people, like I love training people, and attitude is for me higher than ability. You know. Hundred percent. Yeah. Because you can train skills. Yeah. But you have to have the attitude to learn them. Yeah, totally, man. If you like dragging your feet around and don't want to be there and watching the, your phone watching the clock you know yeah. like every five minutes on your phone fucking around like <laughs> so frustrating yeah yeah you know you're just like well, you don't want to invest your time and effort into those sort of people yeah Whereas like you say if someone's got a good attitude I'm I'm all in man I'm happy yeah. to invest you know go above and beyond for those people to try and lift them up and bring them up with me or whatever if that's what they want yeah but, but if um, you don't want it, you're wasting your time. So, yeah, yeah, and it's, it's disheartening and it's, yeah. you know, it's like, fuck, why am I even bothering? Like, <laughs> you know? I hear you, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you run a very demanding business. Um, this involves a lot of stress, a lot of financial pressures, emails, phone calls, texts, WhatsApp, Facebook <laughs> Messenger, Instagram <laughs> Messenger, etc., etc., etc. How do you justify all this stress and the sacrifice of your time? And, for example, is, is there a payoff, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> man, great question. Um, the first couple of years, man, like, it's just, I've just felt like I'm just treading above water. I think I said this to you when I first met you, like, yeah. when I sat out and chat. Um, and it's hard, man. It's stressful as fuck. I don't even know if I'm cut out for it. I question myself quite often. I have that conversation. I'm like, you know, but I know if I carry on, if I keep working as hard as I am, I know it will pay off. It will be worth the payoff. And also at the same time, you got to remind yourself that. It's like, fuck, I can't just go through what I've already been through and then just give up on it without, whereas I feel like I'm so close to it actually, you know, being yeah. the dream and what I dreamt of and what I wanted when yeah. I started out on my own. Um, so I've got to persevere. I can see that, Andy. I see that in your work and what you're doing. And yeah. I feel you're very close to that threshold there. It's all just going to pay off. Yeah. Uh, cheers, yeah. man. I appreciate that. And it, again, like from someone... I, man, I remember when I, before I met you, I was admiring your work from afar and on Instagram and stuff like that. And yeah. uh, vice versa, I think we reached out and gave each other props at one point or something like that. But um, yeah, it's cool to, you know, the exact conversation, what we're talking about. Like, you know, but it's um, it is stressful, man. And I've been to therapists i've been to 
doctors telling them I'm worried about my health because I'm, yeah, you know, because I'm really high, high strung all the time and it's hard. But it's again, it's because you give a shit. Yeah. It's because you care. I wish, sometimes I wish I was, <laughs> you know, sometimes I wish I was more like some of these guys who just, oh, she'll be right, don't give a fuck sort of thing. Yeah. Because they must sleep so much better at night and be way more relaxed. But yeah, I've had I'm the same not, conversation with myself. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, obviously I don't wish I was like that, but. But yeah, I know I'd be a bit more relaxed sometimes if I was. But um, yeah, no, it is. It's fucking stressful, man. And um, thank you. It's because you're pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. Yeah, so all it is time. uncomfortable. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, all, all the, the time. time eh? Every so job, always uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's the way to. And you hear it in all these. I listen to like motivational podcasts yeah. and um, and speakers and stuff, and it's changed my life, man. I don't think I could have got through this last couple of years if I didn't listen to a lot of, a lot yeah. of those audio books and um, motivational speakers and stuff. Yeah, you know, because they and they've all been there, and they all say that every single one of them says the same thing about putting yourself out of your comfort zone. Yeah, and that's where you feel the most alive, man. It's like if you go fucking skydiving yeah. or yeah. you know swimming with sharks or whatever, for yeah. example. Like that's when you feel the most alive because you're way out of your comfort zone yeah and it's the same in business makes your heart beat makes you yeah yeah if you weren't like if you were going to work it was you know like in a factory you're doing the same thing fucking over and over for the rest of your life 40 odd years yeah you're not going to feel alive man you're going to complain about fucking everything life sucks i hate this i hate that i mean and don't get me wrong like yeah that's me and you though but not not everybody i was gonna say Yeah. yeah yeah i was gonna say and some people you know they we all have different needs and and yeah me, I think me and you probably feel a need to be creative and to push yourselves in that way. Yeah. yeah. It goes back to what I said at the start, like we're lucky that we've found something. Yeah. That makes us tick and makes us, yeah, we've sure. found our thing. There's I said that for years, done. Andy. I was one of those guys, I wish I was one of those people who just knew what I wanted to do, you know? Yeah. I used to say that. And it's just kind of happened. I've just started loving what I do and... yeah. Didn't really change my job. I just changed my attitude towards it. I think Outlook that was on the, it. yeah, yeah. And it was it. That's what I was going to ask you. Like, when did you sort of realize um, that this was what you wanted to pursue and that you were good at it? Because you obviously yeah. are. Well, yeah. it happened before I started making furniture. Um, I was building, mm. and there's a good friend of mine, Luke. who was kind of my foreman at the time. Yeah. So I worked with him every day. I was kind of living for the weekend and partying up all the time and coming in just kind of hung over and yeah. I was a good builder, don't get me wrong, and I worked hard, like I was always yeah. worked hard, but I was always complaining about it. I was like, and he'd be like, just look where we are. Yeah. Look around, look at the mountains. Yeah. Look what we're doing. We're getting to exercise. We're out in the sun. Yeah. We're building amazing things. And he just kept tapping away at me with that really good attitude and it changed my outlook. Yeah. And I started to appreciate what I was doing and yeah. enjoy it. And instead of telling myself, oh, this is shit, I have to do this, I was like, oh, I get to do this. Yeah, yeah I'm lucky. Totally. That, that was the beginning steps for me of starting to love what I do. And, and now, yeah, like you say, I feel I'm very lucky to have the chance to do this. And yeah, I suppose pay homage to people like Luke. He's helped me on the journey and, and many other people too. You've um, always got to have your um, mentors and people who just believe in you, eh? Like, yeah. It doesn't matter who it is, like, you know each other for example you have a community yeah people in the same boat or whatever like that definitely um pushes you forward and gives you that motivation which yeah which we all need because fuck me there's some dark days and there's some yeah questioning yourself and yeah i feel that right thing and and you know when you're in those moments of self-doubt and stuff like that 
one word could swing you one way or the other, you know? Yeah. So a little bit of encouragement could change everything. 100%. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've had that, and I hope you've had that as well along your journey. It sounds like you have. Yeah, man. Yeah, I've been lucky. Yeah. I think Queenstown's a great environment for that. There's so many people who've done it, done their own thing, tried it, and been successful. Yeah. The template is almost there, even though it's not the same exact same path that me and you are, uh, are on. Yeah. But you see that, for me, I suppose, they, they backed themselves, believed in themselves, and went for it. And you yeah. show it can be done. That's it. And that's yeah. it, backing yourself, believing in yourself. Yeah. Because that's, at the end of the day, all you've got is yourself. Yeah. And... You know, without sounding too... It's true. Like, you're going to have your support from your peers and your partner or whatever, but, like, at the end of the day, it's your business. You've got to grab by the horns and, and, and make it make it work. Yeah, that's the reality, isn't it? There's a lot of pressure in that as well, yeah. you know? I'm, I'm sure you're the same. You put so much pressure on yourself more than anything. I think that's where a lot of stress comes from as well for me. Yeah. Like, I put so much fucking pressure on myself. Yeah, same. But I'm like, I'm going to make this thing work, man. A lot of it... I, do for my old man as well. I told you my dad passed away. Yeah. Um, when he died, I remember saying to myself, I said to his best mate, I'm going to stop fucking making excuses for myself. I'm going to stop being a little bitch, basically. Like, do you know what I mean? Wow. Um, just like, yeah, I just like, I want to start being a man. Start like owning my own shit. Yeah. Being accountable for my own shit. Like stop whinging and complaining and blaming someone else. Or, oh, wow. Well done. Yeah. yeah. And so, and I think, you know, people who have lost their parents or whatever, like, you can still make them proud from beyond the grave, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. From, that's a big driver for me, I guess. Yeah, I believe in that as well. I've yeah. got a close friend that um, died a few years back in Australia, and his mum, so tr- uh, four of us went out together. His yeah. mum sent the other three, the guys, she sent us little angels to represent him. Yeah. I still have it over my bed, and just, just as a reminder of him, I suppose. But yeah, I feel the same way that they still see what you're doing, yeah. Still, in some way that we don't understand, they're they're there, you know. Yeah, I like to I like to believe that, eh? For sure. And you're your dad's legacy. Yeah, you're yeah, it. Yeah, here, you know. That's it. That's that's yeah. That's what I. And he yeah he was an awesome. Fuck, he was an awesome dad. So I don't want he did as a father to be sort of wasted, um, wasted, you know. Yeah. Like, cause he used to always give me shit, cause I'd always talk about stuff. That's I think that's where that came from. What I just said about I said to his mate, and I want to stop. Yeah. talking about shit because I'd always say oh, I've got this big idea I've got this idea and I've yeah. got this invention to come up with and he's like hey, my dad he was well fucking do it stop fucking talking <laughs> about it that's what he'd say to me and, yeah. and I was like oh, okay yeah shit but I just wouldn't really I was big into partying and music and like most you know 20s yeah. and 30s and whatever that was kind of all I cared about was paycheck to paycheck or I travelled a bit but like you know it was just all about having a good time and yeah but um I often chat with my friends we were all the same, the same the guys I went to school with, just partying and enjoying life and just yeah. wanted to have fun. Yeah. And sometimes think, fuck, how, how successful or how far I could have been if I, I hadn't spent say. 10 years like partying up. Just enough against the wall. But I don't, we always end up coming back around to the same conclusion. It's like, yeah. that's, that's led us to where we are today. Like, yeah. I wouldn't have this mindset today without that journey. You know? Yeah, no, totally. Eh? So it is necessary in a way. And I guess, like, if you leave it to the, like, not last minute, if you leave it to when you're older, you kind of, like, feel like you got to play a bit of catch-up as well. <laughs> so, yeah. like, I think you're, you know, and you've done all that shit. So, like, man, I've rinsed the hell out of partying and done all that. Yeah. I'm ready to knuckle down and work. Yeah. Now, do you know what I mean? Like, I still go out occasionally, but not like I used to. And, and yeah. I think it makes it easier to be, like, 
this is my focus, this is my drive. Yeah, well, you know what that is, You've experienced, and you're not curious anymore. You're nah. like, yeah, I've done it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well and truly yeah. sort of thing, eh? Yeah. I, um, I was having the same chat with one of my friends. So one of my school friends, again, his younger brother was probably the opposite to us, whereas he started he having his family, like, almost when he was in school. So he's done everything. His family is almost reared now, and he's, you know, coming to this age. And his brother, my mate, was saying, and it's, he, the way he's done it, it's great. Now he can go off to Beta and do his partying. And I was like, yeah, well, he's going to be the only old guy there, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't know if that's the best way either, you know? Yeah, totally, man. Yeah. Nah, I think, I think. Everyone yeah. has their own term. That's true, yeah. yeah. That's a good point, 100%. Yeah. Hey, Andy, I have a quote that you might be interested in. I saw yeah, man. I, I love a good quote. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, I just thought of it when you said about your dad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I read this last night when I was researching for this podcast. Yeah. Every successful person has a painful story. Every painful story has a successful ending. Accept the pain and get ready for the success. Yeah. That's what I thought of when you told me about your dad. So that was a real turning point in your journey. Yeah. And it comes from, it always comes from a dark place or a painful place. Yeah. No, I've, yeah, that's, no, that's awesome, man. I like that. Um, But yeah, I think that was a lot to do with it. When my dad passed, I was like, right, I'm going to stop making fucking excuses for myself and stop waiting for something to happen for me. Because I knew I was, yeah. without sounding, like, I knew I was talented. I knew I could do these things. Yeah. I knew I was creative. I knew I had these things, but it was almost like I was waiting for someone to just step in. Like, you know, you hear that, like, step in and just, oh, come and work with us and pay me, you know, shitloads <laughs> of money. And that's never going to fucking happen, man. Yeah. It's never going to happen. Like, and, and you got to, you got to do it yourself. You're confronted with the uh, life is short. Realization, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It puts fuck. It puts a lot in perspective, man. Losing, losing your father and your best mate, one of your best mates. It put that's that was yeah. Put a lot in perspective for me, and also like what's like important. Like you know, we fucking yeah. a lot of people, you know, think about these things and they don't mean shit really. At the end of the day, like all all that matters really is your family and your friends and yeah, and and it's nice to have something that. Makes you want to get up in the morning and work towards and 100%. Gets you excited, you know? Yeah. Cool. I was thinking the cool thing about this your podcast, bro, I think it's an awesome idea. But you can keep checking in on people and sort of. Yeah, I'd do, love to do that. Do follow ups and yeah. sort of see how everyone's getting on and yeah, love whether to do someone's that. fucking chucked it all in. <laughs> so, yeah, and it probably will happen. <laughs> yeah. But I think there'll be a lot of people with really successful stories. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Eh? I hope so. Yeah. There's a lot of people like you that I'm interviewing. Yeah. You getting Hazzy involved? Don't mind with him. Yeah, yeah. mate. Yeah, it was hard to track him down, man. He's just busy with everything, you know, and he's just yeah. had a kid and everything. Yeah, yeah. But I caught him on the day of his birthday, and, he, and then he told me he's booked in for dinner, so it was really oh, wow. rushed in the end. Yeah, yeah. So we got real deep into his early journey, um, things he learned when he was a young guy, and yeah. then... I had to kind of rush the part which is kind of celebrate he's what actually, he's done. Yeah, yeah, his success, eh? Yeah. His story's awesome, man. Yeah. So I met Hazzy when I was doing a short business management course. Oh, yeah. Whatever it was, four years ago or something, yeah. just before I went out. Because I was like, fuck, I need some more business knowledge because it's just not me yeah. at all. Yeah, it's, it's good. Like, But to be honest, a lot of it went in one ear and out the other for me. Yeah. Um, but the best part about it was the people I met. Hazzy being yeah, one of them. Right. And and our 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 lecturer he was fucking he was cool as really helpful and 
I still go and talk to him occasionally about what's his name uh, Corey yeah Corey yeah, yeah 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 he's really helpful and such a um, selfless guy yeah I don't even know if he's getting paid to do that yeah he doesn't need to but he's the sort that's the sort of he volunteers for so many things around town and wow. you know like he's yeah. pretty much retired um, but he's got like four or five houses and just lives off the rent or something like that but yeah yeah man such a he really cared about the students and would take time out of his own day to meet you, you know, after hours and have a chat about your business and how you're coming along. And yeah. Any little pointers he could give you, he would sort of thing. That's which, brilliant. Which is cool. Yeah. Know? I think that's important. Like, you hear that again from all these mentors and motivational speakers to, like, give back in the end. Yeah. But, I mean, why, why wouldn't you? If you're successful, like, why would you not? When you see some dude, young guy who reminds you of yourself or whatever, like, yeah. why would you not try and bring them up and oh, yeah, definitely. help them out? I always try and help people because I just think of some of the struggles I had and I wish someone could give me a hand up, you know? <laughs> yeah, 100%, man. Because you're kind of lost sometimes. You're like, fuck, yeah. what do I do now? What's the next step? Totally, man. Yeah, yeah. And I really encourage people. Yeah, if I see them just doing their own thing, I love it, you know? I'm like, fucking yeah. go for it. It's cool, it. Eh? It's cool to see. I've got a lot of respect for people who try and yeah. you know, go out on their own and give it a crack. Yeah. fuck, what's the worst that's going to happen? It doesn't work out. Exactly. You're gonna learn so much. You're gonna learn so much in those, yeah, like, couple of years or whatever. Yeah, and that will give you, if nothing else, is self development, isn't it? So much, yeah. yeah, so much more confidence for your next venture or your next challenge. Just even your next, you know, job, even if it's just working nine to five for someone else. Or yeah, but um, true, yeah, yeah. In fact, Corey could make a good guess. Yeah, he uh, fucking can talk. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, we... Cut we, that out. <laughs> <laughs> I started that course the same one you've done, but it was right at the start of COVID and the thing was shut down. Yeah. And, and it never really went ahead and I just was never ready to go back. I was too busy with one yeah. thing or another. I t- probably could have learned a lot from it. Yeah. Yeah. I've never even done a business plan properly. Me, yeah, me neither. <laughs> Fuck. I just probably... I trusted my ability Yeah. and that people are going to want it pay for my product I guess yeah you must be similar like I, but I do need to become a, more of a businessman because I'm yeah yeah that's not definitely not my forte yeah me, me, me too I'm more of a creative yeah um, but yeah I'm, I'm, I'm going to Ireland so I'll have to sort of I, I want to spend some time planning it to yeah not, to have a direction you know know where I'm going yeah I kind of use the analogy of if if you're going to go on a holiday in your car and drive somewhere, you need to know where you're going before you start driving the car. 100%. So, yeah. yeah, I'm not good at that, but it's something I need to work on, I think. Yeah, me yeah. too. Me too, man. Even if you just do like a vision board and yeah, just write it down, like where do you see yourself in yeah. you know, five years' time? And even if you just draw a little picture and yeah, even whatever, like search on the internet. Yeah. Similar scenarios or... My friend on that and just drew a picture of a house and dog and stuff. And yeah. And he made it happen. It's it's fucking amazing, man. Like, And it's amazing what starts happening to you. You probably notice this, man. Like, When you do go all in on, on your goal or your journey or whatever, you give it your all. I think, again, it's the, it comes down to the passion. Like, People see it. Yeah. And they start approaching you and things start happening for you, man. Like, Yeah. I, I didn't used to believe all that stuff, but I fucking 100% do now. Yeah, same. Like, like my flatmate, man, I just moved in with a landscape architect by chance. Yeah. Two weeks, I swear to God, two weeks prior to that, I was talking to my mate, he's a 
like an amazing cameraman um, photographer and cinematographer. And he was saying, like, he, I, I look to him for advice sometimes, and he was saying, fuck, you need to get someone who um, does all those amazing CAD drawings for you, and then, you know, you won't have to do as much design work, blah, blah, blah. And then, honestly, two weeks later, I move in with this guy, and we're having a chat, and he was like, oh, what are you doing here? <laughs> it was unbelievable, man. I couldn't believe it. And it, and it honestly couldn't have ha- happened at a better time. And Yeah, it's exactly what you needed. Yeah, and it's just, yeah. like, taking my product to, to another level again. Like, But, so, yeah, it is, it's amazing how things actually start happening to you and for you and so yeah I definitely you're creating an energy that attracts people uh, things I, yeah. yeah I actually I do believe that and I never used to yeah. I thought it was a bit of you know mumbo jumbo and all that but I, I kind of can't it's undeniable now yeah for the, some of the stuff that's happening yeah and, can, can all be coincidences yeah, yeah I think so man yeah it's a, it's a nice thing to believe in anyway yeah for sure you know yeah. and that's there's you know there's no negative that. Yeah. yeah that's a good point oh yeah I was talking about the demands of your business and, and stresses and busyness and chaos that all comes with that yeah how do you find you're quite artistic person and you how do you find how do you separate from that stressful atmosphere to a sort of creative atmosphere yeah that's a good question man because like yeah sometimes you you can't and it's fucking it's like it's just the old like writer's block same for a creative person, as, as you know, like, yeah. sometimes you just can't, you just can't find it, and, like, you just got to walk away and come back another day. Yeah, I've got a lot of unfinished projects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too, man. Me too, eh? Like, I've um, literally just started drawing again, um, and, yeah, I've discovered I can still draw quite well, and I, I love it. Like, it was a lockdown discovery for me. I decided to sit down one day and draw my dog, mm. and, and now I'm doing, like, realism portraiture on the side and I can draw I've got my own art page and stuff now and um but that I find and I never stop drawing I think that's real important I don't know if you know David Truebridge he probably does all those amazing lights and they look like kinners and shells and he does and you see them and all um but he does other really cool stuff as well and um but Five years ago, ten years ago, you'd see them in every single modern home in New Zealand, sort yeah. of beautiful designs. And I went into, I actually drove from north of Auckland to Rotorua, and I was still living with my parents before my dad passed, um, to see this talk exhibition at Rotorua Museum, um, which he was doing. Yeah. Fuck, what an inspirational guy, man. So His story is so cool. Um, but he, one of the things he said which really stuck with me was um, for any creative person, just kind of channeling that sort of like creative um, juices or energy energy or whatever. Like he said, don't ever stop drawing. But I think I kind of, I never stopped because I was always drawing my my plans because I'm still old school. I still do my stuff on drafting board and, you know, so, and I I love coloring them in. It was almost like I was doing a little coloring in competition every time I'd, you know, (laughs) do my plan and like, I love love rendering them and coloring them and stuff. So I never stopped drawing. Yeah. But um, over lockdown, I discovered I can still draw quite well. And um, I've also trying to make it a point before I go to bed to start. It's not gonna, I'm not going to do it every night, but I've started trying to do it for 20 minutes before I go to sleep because it relaxes me. Mm. Uh, it's like it's like thera- therapeutic because otherwise I take work to bed with me and I'm fucking working till 10 o'clock at night and and I don't switch off, and I can't sleep, and then, yeah. and then obviously that has a flow on effect. So that's actually your switch off, but in a way. Yeah, yeah, 
yeah, with the with the drawing and yeah, yeah, I need to pursue that more because it's something I could, it's something I really enjoy. So I need to do it. Yeah, find time for it. That's brilliant. It's good that you found that and you realize that is something that will take you out of that stress zone. Yeah. yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. Were you one of those guys in school when the teacher was trying to explain something, you were doodling something in the corner of your copybook? <laughs> yeah, little, yeah, totally, man. I fucking wasn't listening to anything. Yeah. And I I hated school, man. I really didn't like it, eh? Yeah, I was the same. Yeah. I, well, actually, I did like certain subjects, like technical drawing. Yeah. Uh, engineering. That was almost it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but yeah, I drift away in the other subjects and just yeah. dreamland and sketches and scribbles and whatnot. Yeah. Did you sort of have this like, I wasn't, I don't know, I didn't really have great self-esteem growing up, but I kind of had this feeling that I knew everything was going to be all right. Yeah. Even if I was being a little shit. Yeah. And I just, I don't know, I just kind of had this feeling that I knew everything would work out. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's yeah. It's, like, it's called faith. Yeah. 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 I think I've always had that as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I wasn't really bothered about trying to be the most successful person in school. Nah. I was never wanted to be the richest guy or driven by that. I was just, nah. I knew I'd be content in what life had in store for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know where that comes from. Yeah. Uh, my parents, maybe. You're right. Yeah, it's faith, eh? It's a good... Yeah. Yeah. I just had this faith that I'd everything would work out alright. Yeah. It usually does. That probably serves you well in business as well. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Jesus, because... Sometimes you have nothing else. <laughs> oh man, some, there's some scary moments, eh? Yeah. But also, like, I went saying I went and chatted to a therapist a few years ago, and one of the things um, you might have heard this before, I don't know, but I, one again, when I do these things, it's, it'll only ever be like one little thing that sticks with me. The rest of it just goes in one ear and out mm-hmm. the other. But she said to me at one point, she's like, um, she's if there was a tiger was to walk through that door. Right now, how would you how would you react? And I was like, oh, I'm fucking shit myself. Like, <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be scary. She's like, Yeah, of course, and and rightly so. But a lot of people confuse the tiger uh, the tiger with the with the kitten. You know, I mean, a little cat sort of thing. So yeah. it's like a lot of people this day and age blow things way out of proportion to what they actually are. And you oh, know, yeah. so I've started trying to tell myself that if I get to a, to a real stressful time at work or whatever, I'm like, no one's gonna die. Yeah. No one's going to fucking, do you know what I mean? Like, I might lose a bit of money, but again, I will make sure that I get the what I said I would. Yeah. I'll deliver the product I said I would. I'll deliver it to yeah. the client. I'll that's, get it across the line. We'll, so we'll work it out. We'll make something work. Yeah. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, you know, what's the worst that's going to really happen? Yeah, true. As long as there's no, you know, that's why you have public liability insurance and all that sort <laughs> yeah. of thing. And, but yeah. I, as some, I do need to be more. I do need to be more on the ball when it comes to health and safety and all that sort of shit. Because now my projects are getting bigger, and I am actually bringing in more. Yeah, other people. It's not just you. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, and and yeah, I wouldn't want anything to happen to anyone else. You want everyone to get get home safely at the end of the day. Um, yeah, pretty much. What What is the worst that can happen? You know, See, sometimes you you can build a problem up to be something that it's not. Can make a mountain out of a molehill. Yeah. If you spend too much time overthinking it, stuck in that moment. Yeah. If you give it too much energy, it will become a big thing. So, yeah, it's good to be able to step back and realize what is really important in life. Yeah. 100%, yeah. man. Yeah. I need. I really need to find some more balance because the last 
again, like the last year, man, I was fucking just getting too caught up in work and yeah, trying to. I need to schedule stuff better rather than going, yeah, yeah, I'll be able to do it in this date and then like, and then you realise you've said that to three, four other people and you're like, oh fuck, yeah. <laughs> like now I've got to yeah. somehow work my way around that. But yeah, well, we mentioned Hazzy before. I had the podcast with him and he's realised, you know, those things are not his strong points and. He's got other people to do the organizing or some of the admin and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, because it is so important. Cause, yeah, yeah, you can give yourself too much of um, too much of a workload that's unachievable sometimes. Yeah, totally. And then yeah, then that's when the stress starts coming in, and yeah. you feel that weight on your shoulders starts co- yeah. compounding, and and that affects your work as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, man. yeah. if you're stressed out, you're not going to be doing as good a job. Yeah, one hundred percent. I'm trying to simplify my thing when I when I reset up my business at home. I just want to simplify it that I don't mm. take on too much. Yeah. And that the things I do do I can give them my whole attention. Yeah. I think it's like and it's not hard. I I don't do it. It's something I need to do. But I guess I wasn't as busy prior to this, so I didn't have to do it. But I definitely should have been doing it for probably the last six months. Yeah. It's like scheduling, you know. Yeah. And it's not that hard, even if you do it on a your diary on a bit of paper or whatever. Yeah. Better to do it on, you know, on the computer or whatever, but um, it's not that hard to just, maybe just, even if it's just a month yeah. in advance, so then you can see what you've got to do for the next month. Yeah. These days. And, and yeah, obviously things will go over a bit longer and stuff like that, which they fucking always did do. Yeah. But um, at least you've got a rough idea of what's going on rather than just being up in your head, which is how I operate still to this day. Yeah. Which is bad. 100%. I think, um, um the past few years we've had and COVID and material shortages and stop go and all that has made it very difficult. Like you'd have real sort of quiet periods and then you're like, shit, I'm really, if some work comes, I'd really need to do it and take it all just to make up for that quiet period. Yeah. And you end up maybe taking on too much and it's oh, like kind of roller coaster almost. As things are returning to normality, it's, it might make it easier to schedule things. and Yeah. Maybe not take on so much work, and yeah, I think starting out as well, it's kind of hard to not just say yes, like to everything. And you, yeah, you kind of have to in a way, like yeah, almost like. And and I definitely did jobs where I didn't make any money, and just but it just leads to keep things ticking over, and yeah, um, I definitely wasn't charging enough when I started out, and same, you know, I was building decks for fifty five bucks an hour, yeah, you know, like shit like that. It's fucked, like, and then I was wondering why. I'm, not making any money you know yeah you don't realise I think one of my mentors was telling me it costs you know it costs you 60 bucks an hour to have a guy in a van on the road yeah it costs the business that much anyway yeah so fuck if you're not just charging 65, 70 at least That's you're not making even. Yeah. You're not, yeah you're just a break yeah. even you know you're not making anything so yeah very same chat yeah so did you um, do you get some business mentors along your way or um, I've been real fucking lucky actually the last year or so. Um, he started mentoring. He owns the whole fucking franchise across the country. It's you know awesome company, and he's basically got the franchise. I don't know if he wants to be talking about this on the podcast, but, 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 but um, anyway, I'm not going to say his name or anything. But he um, is the CEO, and uh, he's taking me under his wing, and just been amazing, man. Made me raise my prices quite a bit. Made me believe in myself a lot more. Um, I guess just having someone who believes in you and, and but it's just like I I 
when it first started happening, I'm like, fuck, why is he doing this for me? Like, you know, like, I don't, felt like I didn't deserve it. And, yeah. Like, you know, I felt undeserving and all that sort of thing. And But again, it's what we say is like, why would you not? Pay if you're successful, like, why would you not pay it forward? Eh? Yeah. I'll definitely do that one day if, if I can. And yeah. I, I do try it, even when I've, I don't have much, but, you know, I try it this, to this day sort of thing, like, already. But, um, yeah, he's been brilliant, man. Like, I basically did a um, job for his neighbours and they're amazing. They're like my favourite clients. We'd sort of started talking. I was going to build on these cool steps and down to the reserve and that. And um, I was telling his neighbours about how I was pretty stressed out and genuinely worried about my health and sure. not, not managing it very well. Mm. Um, like, oh, fuck, you need to talk to, you know, next door. He's brilliant. He'll, he'll have, he's brilliant, that sort of stuff. That's what he does. And so I just told him, man, first day, first day on the job, I started, like, um, talking to him about uh, the job, what we were actually building, these steps and stuff. And I just told him, I was just up front, I just said, look, man, like, um, you know, so-and-so next door said, um, it'd be good to have a chat with you about these yeah. things, you know, I'm struggling with the whole mental health side of things and, and um, a bit worried about it, you know, mm-hmm. if I'm honest. And he just, since that day, man, just taken me under his wing and, like, looked after me and helped me with the business side of things. Wow. Got yeah. me to download some apps and blah 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 and stuff that they use in his business. Yeah. So I'm like getting like stuff that they've spent tens of thousands of dollars doing research for their you know Figure brand business. and yeah. company and mega business and like um, getting like little gems like that. Brilliant. You yeah. Know? So it's it's awesome. It's yeah. really cool and I'm really grateful. And I actually did a I was saying I do the dog portraits and stuff like that. Yeah. Actually, he had um because he wouldn't just, he wouldn't let me do anything. I was like oh buy buy a bottle of whiskey and. He's like, nah, nah, fuck, yeah, it's all good, don't worry about it. And I'm like, nah, nah, come on, man. Like, you know, but I, I could see I was offending him by like insisting like a bottle, yeah. bottle of whiskey or something. I was literally like, you can see it. And I was like, all right. So I just kind of left it. Didn't, yeah. Didn't touch on it again. And then but they've got a really old dog. And I was like, all right, I'll get him. <laughs> like, no, but it's like, all right, you can't say no to this. I was like, you, you know, and, and I did. I spent, you know, hours drawing his, his dog. And, and I think, that really showed that how much I appreciate it, mm. you know, because it mm. fuck it took me, you know, weeks drawing this thing, and but it's it's a nice thing I can do for people, you yeah. know, the whole, you know, so it's just returning the favour, I guess. Yeah, good on you, good on him. Yeah, yeah, oh man, like, and it's such a good dude, like, such a fucking down to earth, good, good person, you know, like, yeah. So I feel very lucky, and I don't have my well, man's gone, so I don't have people like that I can turn to anymore. Yeah. Uh, my mum's great. She's 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 super smart. Yeah, and you gotta just reach out and ask for help from people. Hmm. It's hard, I suppose. Yeah, something that might have been just a natural chat with your dad, but you have to push yourself a little bit and, and ask strangers for help sometimes. Yeah, totally, man. I suppose this is exact proof that people are willing to help. You know, one hundred percent. And and you can't do it on your own. No, you can't do yeah. it on your own. Like I've definitely realised that. Yeah, and it doesn't hurt to ask, man. Like, what's that's a huge fuck. It's huge, man. Like, what's the worst that's going to happen? People are going to say no. You know, exactly. Yeah, oh, sweet, cool. <laughs> and but if anything, they're going to admire you for fucking having the guts to, to yeah. ask or like they'll see your passion and they're not. Yeah. No one's ever going to be like, oh, that fucking little prick. Like, who does he think he is trying to, you know, jump on my coattails or whatever? Yeah. however you want to say it. That's true. Yeah, I'm oh, good on you. Um, so yeah, that people might not know. It's also something else you do is uh, sculptures. I've done a few timber sculptures, and yeah. one I've always really liked was the one in the Queen, one of the ones in the gardens in Queenstown, the one that supports the branch of a tree. Yeah, um, 
I love that sculpture. And I was, oh, cheers, man. Yeah. And I never knew it was you that done it. And when I put two and two together, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. What was the inspiration behind it and you know, the story behind it? Yeah. Um, I know initially the guy who got me involved in the project, I think it was my flatmates actually saw a post on Queenstown Trading. Yeah, and it said like anyone who does carving, wood carving or something. And initially they wanted to do like some like a post with some panels attached to it. And I said to the guys like, "Fuck, why don't you just do it out of one massive log? Then you can just put it into into place." And yeah. Like, oh yeah, I thought I thought of that. Yeah, oh yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and then yeah, no, it was awesome, man. So I was just like, "Fuck yeah!" I'll, I'll, again, I'll give it a go. Mm. I'll give it a shot. And I was. Honestly, man, like the whole, and you, I know you definitely know that because, like, how you're so nervous sometimes, eh, when you're working with wood. Yeah. It's, the whole process is quite, it's, it's, it's therapeutic for sure. Yeah. But fuck, it's nerve wracking, eh? And I'm working <laughs> with a chainsaw, and like, and I was, I've done a bit of carving before up, up north. And, um, yeah, it was just, I don't know, man, it was an awesome project to be involved in. And, and it was cool because I got to dedicate it to my dad and, you know, like, and it was, I, I didn't actually name it in the end. I couldn't come up with a name, but the guy who got me involved in the project, he named it, and it was, it was perfect. The name was perfect, and it's Auxilium, and it's Latin for support. Oh. So, obviously, it's supporting the tree, and I, I dedicated to my dad, and obviously, your father should be one of the biggest supports in, in yeah. your life, you know? So, the name was perfect, and um, people ask me, I've had people say to me, oh, you're not mouldy, and I'm like, yeah, I never said I was, man. Like, like, yeah. but I, I love the Maori art. Yeah, I definitely appreciate it. I think, I think the language is a beautiful language. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a Kiwi, so I've grown up surrounded by it. And um, I think I just thought the koru shapes were like um, kind of perfect. Like for like initially, we talked about I was just going to have a big hand coming out of the ground holding the tree. But I actually, it's already been done. I'd seen it, I think, maybe in Holland or somewhere. Okay. I'd seen it. It had already been done. So I was like, oh, I can't do that. And I just thought the chorus, because I think they represent, um, like, rebirth. So yeah. I thought it was quite fitting for, like, you know, and they were just supposed to look like plants coming out of the ground, yeah. holding on to the, the tree, you know, plants supporting the tree. Yeah. Um, it just looks right. It looks natural. Yeah. yeah. I kind of, I, to be honest, I kind of forget it's even there now, like, it's got. I was just there over Christmas, and it's got a brass piece on top of it now. It's yeah. Brass. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um like just steel. Oh yeah. So my friend uh, Fieldsy, he um does a lot of work for. He actually worked for Michael Hill's son, Mark Mark Hill. Oh yeah, and he does a lot of those steel sculptures. Yeah, you see them at the airport. Those big Maori chiefs and yeah. all that sort of stuff. And um, Fieldsy does a lot of work for him. Mm. Just to bring it back to your business, Andy. Um, Sanctum landscapes. What is the meaning of the word sanctum? Um, yes, yeah, it took me ages, eh, to like come up with the word for my business because obviously I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just came across it one day, and it means I think it actually sanctum means like a place of peace, a peaceful place where not many, like quite secure, peaceful place where not many people are allowed. That's basically what it means and it has a lot to I'm not religious but it has a lot to do with um the church and it'd be like you know the in the sanctum down the bottom of the church where they'd have all the really old books and relics and all that sort of stuff yeah. so it's or you know or just for meditation or whatever just a peaceful place but it's supposed to feel 
quite secure and I thought it was really fitting for a garden, you know, like yeah. it's this place you create which is like you can go to your sanctum and feel safe and it's peaceful and it's, it's private. I just yeah, I just thought it was really fitting for a garden. Yeah, I just I just like the name of it. I like how it sort of rolls off the tongue and yeah, thought it definitely had enough sort of behind it, meaning wise to sort of be fitting for um, what yeah. I'm doing in, in gardens and. So that's the kind of environments you're trying to create when you're creating someone's garden. Yeah, one hundred percent. Just like it's like an escape from all the other shit that goes on in the world. You know, you want to be able to come and open the doors and just feel like you're in another country or whatever. You know, in another in a peaceful place. Like yeah, so you can get away from all the shit that's going on around you. Like you know, at your job or um, yeah, just the day to day stuff that tries to drag us down you know yeah brilliant yeah. yeah describe some of the benefits of working outdoors in a physical job um I mean fuck where we live and work is just yeah it's, it's just stunning as you know like yeah. sometimes man and again like you you you're Luke or whatever your old workmate like yeah you just look around like look where we are man and you've got to and you got to remind yourself of that for all of us in Queenstown like it's easy to forget Sometimes, eh? Yeah. Where, we, where we live and where we work, and we yeah. are lucky, man. It's yeah. such a safe, peaceful. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a fucking sanctum of a town, <laughs> isn't it? Really, like it's a safe, peaceful place. Really, mm. compared to a lot of places in the world. Um, I'm from South Auckland, and it's fucking night and day compared to this place. Yeah, um, it's beautiful as well, though. It's visually yeah. beautiful. You look around, the sunsets and sunrises we have. Yeah. Amazing. I think it's real inspiring for creative people as well, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is, but there's something about nature that, that is inspirational. Yeah. And, and especially, well, I'm, we're trying to recreate nature in a way, really. Yeah. You know, a lot of the jobs we do, we're trying to just... Mother nature's... I call it father nature. I'm a cheeky bugger. But <laughs> like mother nature's like the, the best... Um, the best um, designer of us all, mate. I made. I had some joke about how they like all these women started a movement. It used to be called Father Nature, and <laughs> now it's called Mother Nature. Cut that out, otherwise I won't get laid ever again. <laughs> but, um, but, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, man, like Mother Nature is the best designer there is. You know what I mean? Yeah, we'll, Nature we'll, does the best every time. We'll never come close. I mean, like the Japanese are probably the only people who do come do come close sort of thing yeah um but yeah you can't beat nature and I, so i think i think that subconsciously was a big thing for me moving down here as well yeah it's just you know it's so fitting for what i'm trying to do and how's so so often different to here when you talk about this environment what's oh fuck man it's just rough and there's a lot of trouble and gangs and shit like that you know you can't walk down i was a skateboarder so you're basically a street kid um, you know, you can't walk down the street without looking at someone the wrong way and who oh, the fuck are you looking at? And, you know, sort of thing. And yeah. um, there's a lot of theft and a lot of crime, and but there's a lot of poverty. So it's sort of, you know, there's I don't know, I don't have the answers for it, but yeah, um, people don't have much of a chance there, or you know, it's just it's not a good environment. It's easy to fall into that trap of you know, there's no there's no way out of this sort of thing. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying myself. Like I had a fucking amazing upbringing. I actually lived in quite a good neighbourhood that was more surrounded by, I guess, not so good neighbourhoods. Yeah. Um, 
and my parents were amazing. I had a really good upbringing, but it's just you know, and it's not it's not a beautiful place. Like it's just concrete jungle. Like it's yeah. just suburbs. You know, it's not just suburbs and. It's not like looking out the window here and you've got a mountain bigger than you can imagine staring you in the face. Like it's yeah, a yeah. different thing. Yeah. Totally. And I think mountains are quite inspirational. And yeah. But also at the same time, like I read a really good article from um, someone who posted it on Facebook recently. And it's like, these towns, like, man, they, they also have, there's another side to it as well, man. Like those mountains can close in on you really far, like fast when you're sort of like down on yourself. And, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. That's true. Daunting. Yeah. yeah. Overpowering. Yeah, I think so, eh? Um, so, I don't know. I've got an, another podcast recorded um, with a guy who works with Kiwi Harvest, and he talks about some of the things we don't see here in Queenstown behind the scenes. There's a lot of people are struggling, and it's not yeah. always the perfect paradise. Nah, yeah. There's a quite high suicide rates in, um, in um, mountain towns, eh, apparently, because... Right. That's what that's what this article was getting at. I don't want to bring the mood down too much, but because yeah. um, there is that huge disparity between rich and poor, and 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 there is that opportunity in these towns, and you know we all and we all come there like you know. So there's a lot of English, there's a lot of you know uh, foreigners here, but we all come here with the big dreams, and we're going to make something of it for yeah. ourselves. And next minute, you find you're still um, doing the same job you were 20 years ago, and yeah. on the same money and it's hard to get by because everything's so fucking expensive yeah so it can suck you in quite yeah quite quickly and and um so i think there's that's where a lot of the mental health issues come from and it's true yeah and that's what this article is getting at like again with that disparity between the rich and poor yeah it's here but you know like yeah I think the big problem is it's getting swept under the carpet, like you said, with suicides. Yeah. Again, yeah. Don't want to get the mood down too much, but yeah, the, when a guy in the Irish community died not so long ago, and I was trying to find out who was it, exactly what happened, there was nothing. There was nothing about it. Yeah. And the more I found out and researched, there was a heap of other suicides that had happened that no one even knew anything about. Yeah. And, and I think it's all about this image of this paradise that yeah. they're trying to portray here they don't want these stories coming out yeah um, perfect and town. A, yeah and i've seen the other side as well the longer you live here you see some both sides there's a guy in another community that i've helped out a couple of times but he's not able to really work full-time anymore and he's had he doesn't have his own house so he's getting moved from one accommodation to another to another just getting churned out by society because he's yeah. not yeah, I suppose he's not the young person who has loads of money to spend. I suppose. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's got it's got it's wonderful, amazing things, Queenstown for sure. But yeah. it's definitely got its Underside, darker side, yeah. dark side to it. Yeah, that's and that's what this whole article was getting at. But I mean, that's New Zealand and the whole man. Like yeah. everyone paints it like bash my country too much, but I'm sure most Kiwis would tell you the same. Like there's this whole like green, clean, green image of New Zealand, but it's not really the case. Yeah. And also like. Um, We've got the fucking highest youth suicide rate in the world. Yeah. I don't know if you know that. But that's a fucking horrible yeah. stat to have mm. on any country's fucking conscience or whatever. Like, you, yeah. you know, that's probably, if not one of the worst you could possibly have. Like, yeah. It's horrible to know that. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Jeez, we put that one down pretty quick. Sorry, mate. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the last time I'll be getting Andy back on here. <laughs> no, no, I think it's very important to chat about them because yeah, hundred percent. If you talk, well, just use suicide as one thing. Um, 
people people who eventually make that horrible decision, I can only assume, I feel like they're alone. Yeah. I feel like they can't talk to someone about yeah, it. So yeah. I think we have a duty is to open up these conversations and talk about them and yeah. make it an okay topic to talk about. And I maybe people it. won't feel so lost in the future. Yeah, yeah. No, so okay. everyone's trying to be the hard man and, and afraid to show any weakness all the time. Yeah. New Zealand's got a very staunch culture, right? Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah. It's, it's shit. You're right, man. It does need to be talked about. I, I'm, it's cool that it's like, actually, it is being talked about more. Yeah. And it is okay to, you know, talk yeah. about it in this day and age. Like, it's fuck. I think, say what you want about Tyson Fury, but I reckon what he's done is yeah. fucking amazing. Like he's how a bit he, of a hero, man. <laughs> yeah, man. He's a fucking legend. I, a I love him, man. Like, how he's quite happy to talk about his battles with, you know, mental health and how he was yeah. suicidal and he's fucking seven foot, you know, whatever he is, yeah. heavyweight champion of the world. Yeah. So there's no one who can fucking, you know, there's no bigger Yeah, if you're trying to be a macho, strong yeah. man, he is it. He yeah. is the heavyweight champion of the world, like I said, you know? That's it. So, like, what he's done is huge, man. And um, But, yeah, it's cool that people like that are starting to speak out and, and um, no, you're right, you, you're a good man, like, this. It's true. It does get swept under the rug a lot. I think we're all, everyone's dealing with their own demons and, yeah. you know, like everybody. Yeah. I think it'll be, there's something wrong with you if you're not in this day and age because it's tough, man. Like, life's tough. People, um, as, as kids, are fed this uh, idea that life is a fairy tale, but it's not. Nah. It's just part of life, just struggles and setbacks. Yeah. And yeah. It's difficult at times. It is, eh? You yeah. have to understand that and accept it. It is. It's a roller coaster. Eh? You're gonna have your ups and downs. Yeah. But the struggles are where you do learn the most, eh? Yeah. And they do make you. They callous you. They make you. Yeah. You know, scar tissue. They make you a stronger person. Yeah. Like one hundred percent. And also, I suppose you can't appreciate the good times if you don't know what the bad times are. One hundred percent. Yeah. If it was good all the time, then they wouldn't. You know, it'd just be. Yeah. It'd just be fucking normal, wouldn't it? It wouldn't. Yeah. That's the beauty be, of the four seasons. Yeah. You have a tough winter, you know, you've something got to look forward to, you appreciate the summer. If you were a summer all year round, you'd be like, Oh, this is just it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. It's time, effort, passion. Yeah. Thoughtfulness. Yeah, yeah. fuck it takes time, eh? Yeah. But it's it's good. It's, it's 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 therapeutic, man. It makes me relax and Yeah. I still struggle with the nerves like you do with the woodwork, like, you know, it's real like <laughs> fuck, because you can bugger it up pretty easy, you know. Yeah. Um, I think I just go for it with the woodworking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can always get some more timber, sort of thing. Yeah, true, yeah. true. But when you get so far into it, you know, and then like the last thing you want to do is oh yeah, take make a big yeah. mistake. And but woodworks, like, woodworking is like you can always not always, but most of the time you can save a day. Yeah, timber as a material. Yeah, yeah. 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 You make like a little mistake, but then you stand back and come back to it, and you're like, oh, it's not even that bad. <laughs> if I just take that off and maybe balance the other side of it out or whatever, yeah. then it's like... I suppose, um, yeah, I think you're speaking about sculptures and stuff like that. And I, I'm not that uh, really... I've played a little bit, but I don't know about that too much about carving and sculptures. Yeah. But I think I, what you're saying is you could maybe take away too much and lose the balance of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. It could happen very easy. And once it's gone, it's gone. Yeah, you're like, like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Especially if you've done, like, you know, hours and hours already. I can understand that, yeah. 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 I hate it when people say, oh, I can't do that. I don't have a creative bone in my body. I'm like, I think everyone does, man. You yeah. may not be, like, 
amazing at sculpture or drawing or whatever, but you can definitely make something abstract and something that you're proud of. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it, I and think it, so. And it is 100% therapeutic. Um, I'll say something that um, my ex-girlfriend when I was in, in the UK, she was, t- when we were sort of, um, you know, she was talking about what she wanted to do with her life and um, she talked about doing art therapy. Mm. This is fuck, 12 years ago and it wasn't really a thing. And it wasn't really, it probably was, but I didn't, I, I felt horrible. I even, I even have told her this since, that I felt horrible that I didn't, like, I wasn't, like, nasty about it, but I wasn't supportive. Yeah. Really? I was like, you know, I was one of those, it. yeah, I was one of those, oh, really? Like, you, you can make a career out of that, you reckon? Like, you know, it sounds a bit yeah. airy-fairy or whatever. You know, I wasn't supportive and I felt, now I feel horrible because, after my old man passed, that's when I started doing the wood carving, and holy fuck, it's one hundred percent a thing. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I got so lost in that, and it just yeah. takes your mind off everything else, and it yeah. it's so therapeutic. And like, yeah, man, and I and I remember making a point of like getting in touch with her and telling her, like, apologising for not. It wasn't horrible mm. by any means, but yeah. I wasn't supportive, and I apologised for not being supportive, and like, um, if you had your time back. You had yeah, know. yeah, but now she's you know away running and doing amazing things with it, and like it's it's awesome. Like she's found her thing, Brilliant. she's found her passion. Like she lost her mum when she was twelve or something, really, really young, and like that's her big drivers to help young kids who have lost their parents and and their parents as well, and all that sort of thing. Yeah. and it's beautiful, man. Like it's yeah. you know, like every cloud has a silver lining, and yeah, yeah. It is beautiful. That's brilliant. Yeah. Another example of paying it forward and passing it on to someone else. Yeah, yeah. totally. Eh? Like your experiences. Yeah. Like you can sort of. I think uh, in today's day and age, um, you spoke earlier about everything being so fast paced and always distractions everywhere with our phones, mostly yeah. our phones and everything. Everything's just so busy and, and you're trying to plan for the future and uh, you need something to take you into the moment and, and I t- think that's what you get with creativity for you if you um, have a, a gnarly chainsaw in your hand you have to be in that moment you have yeah. to be fully concentrated you cannot <laughs> be thinking about anything else yeah so that's that's where it, it gives you the therapy I think yeah totally eh? just yeah. you're in the zone in the moment just yeah. yeah same with the drawing it's like you're concentrating so hard on getting that fucking tiny little line yeah just right because if it's not just right it agitates you and you but yeah, you're right. And you yeah. switch off, man. You switch off to like, you must find that with your woodwork, even if you're just grinding or sanding or whatever, it's just getting it just right. You focus totally on that little yeah detail, eh? Yeah, I do uh, sometimes and time just disappears. Like, yeah, uh, I find myself in the workshop and <laughs> my partner's ringing me up at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Are you coming home or what? <laughs> Where are you? Yeah. Oh shit, I didn't realise. I, I thought it was still four o'clock in the day or something. <laughs> that's cool, man. That's what you want. Yeah, stuff that you, where time just disappears, disintegrates because yeah, that means fuck, and you know, and you don't eat, you're not yeah. eating enough food and stuff yeah. like that. You know, you're just like, yeah, it's, if you've got something like that, then you're really winning, eh? Yeah, I count myself very lucky to to be able to get into that zone sometimes. Um, yeah, so I don't know if I said this already, but I'll say it again just in case. Um, when I was doing all my research and I started studying your business, um, your website everything you do, I think you have all the foundations in place 
um, you have the passion, the work ethic to conquer most things, and you look to be taking on cooler and cooler projects as you grow. It feels like your business is so close to just exploding onto a whole new level. Do you feel this as well? Yeah, yeah, I do, man. Yeah. yeah. No, it is. It's nice to um, get that recognition, I guess, from a colleague, from a from a, um, another creative who I respect. Yeah, and it's, it's been a hell of a road, and it's not over, and it never will be over. But yeah, I feel like it's just... Um, oh, and I should, I should say this, man, like probably in, I don't know, about September, October last year, I just had this like realization. I was like, "Whoa, it's 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 kind of arrived." Like I, I'm not, and I'm not by any means saying oh, I'm fucking made loads of money or anything like that because I haven't. But like, I just had this overwhelming sensation, this feeling that like it was safe, mm. your business was safe. I'm yeah. like, "Fuck yeah!" Like, and it felt so good, man. Like, and you know, I created this thing with my own hands, literally, and like by myself, not by myself, but pretty much. And um, but yeah, I just had this realization that it was safe now, like um, I, and I feel like it is. It'll be like not yeah, pretty self sufficient from now on. Like I've yeah. created that, Brilliant. created that uh, reputation, and um, got the portfolio of work. Um, even if it didn't get much bigger than what it is now, I'd still be pretty happy. Yeah. I don't want to be on the tools for the rest of my life, but also I, I will be on the tools for the rest of my life as well because I don't want to even get off the tools, but I don't want to be working five days a week on the tools for yeah. the rest of my life. Two days a week in the future would be great. But yeah, man, like I feel like it has, it is safe now. Yeah. And if it grows any more from here, fucking brilliant. And I feel it will, yeah. Again, the dream is to meet some crazy millionaire, billionaire dude who's as bonkers as me and wants to do crazy shit and yeah, do cool stuff. And Yeah, that's what I mean when you're just on the edge of that happening. I think that's what will happen because it happens all the time here in Queenstown. You see it with lots of businesses. Yeah. It just takes the right person to align with what you're doing and, yeah. and then you're away. That's not to take anything away from what you've achieved already. It's amazing. You've got an amazing business and you're doing some cool, cool work. Ah, cheers, man. Yeah, keep it up. Yeah, no, thank you. The cool thing about, I think, starting your own business is there's no ceiling on it, really. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like it's kind of, it can be as big as you want it to be or as you know small and comfortable as you want it to be, yeah. whatever. It's, it's up to you. So you kind of you create your own destiny, I guess. Um, yeah, I think that's exciting. I think, you know, like it can be whatever you want it to be. If, you, yeah. if you're, a, you're your own boss. Yeah, you know, like, but if you're working for someone else, then you have no control of any of those sort of aspects. And yeah, that. yeah, yeah. It's great advice. Just go for it. Yeah, and just knuckle down and yeah, give it a shot. And fuck, if it doesn't work out, it's all right. At least you tried. Yeah, and at least you know you tried. And it's like that promise you made when when your dad died. Is you're not going to blame someone else for your outcome. Yeah, yeah. It's, you choose things on. Yeah, because yeah. I'm not happy with in my life, and yeah, yeah. that's the that's the, and that's really it makes you a better person, man. You you must you could probably vouch for that, eh? It makes you I think so yeah. confident in so much more areas of your life. Like I find myself sometimes like going like even talking to other people, I surprise myself when I'm talking to other people now, and I'm like that just came out of my mouth, like <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like whereas before I would have been probably 
yeah. similar to them whinging about some little thing or whatever. It's not, yeah. it's not a big deal. So, all right, it, it's, it, it enables you to sort of um, overcome other things in your life, which yeah. you may have not done in the past because... Because you're blaming someone else for your problems. Yeah, 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 you're sort of like pushing it onto someone else or not taking accountability for it. Yeah. But that's one big thing, like, that scared the shit out of me when I started out. It was like, I've got no boss to go and go, oh, I don't know what I'm doing now, like, what's, what do I do here? Like, yeah. I've got an answer to everything and to my clients as well. Yeah. And yeah, man, there's definitely been days, and there still is, where I'm just winging it. Yeah. And I'm like, but I've got that little bit of faith that I can pull this off. Yeah. And awesome. so far, so good. <laughs> but yeah. I'm here last. Oh, it's brilliant, Andy. And yeah, I look forward to watching your journey and seeing where it goes. And hopefully, we can have a chat again in, in, yeah. in a few years' time. Slow down today. Go down to the water. Wash those thoughts away. Slow down today. Go down to the water and wash those doubts away.